Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live right here in the barricade. Not the studios. Switching it up a little bit. It's me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, Anthony, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, if we ever get a divorce, I get the dog. And when I make my return to wrestling, which is coming soon, I am going to unleash the most lethal finisher in wrestling today. And it must be because everybody on NXT and AEW seems to be doing it now. The Crossroads! Bum, bum, bum. It has been a few weeks since we've had the Encyclopedia back. We took a two-week break right there around Thanksgiving. Encyclopedia was traveling the world. He is back now, live and in person for you guys. Encyclopedia, how's it been going, man? It's been good. Uh, great trip. I... Listen to just all three episodes that you guys put out. Uh, thank you to the guests that we had uh, helping fill the gaps while I was out. Uh, great interviews on both sides, as well as our, one of our favorites, Jeanette Horning, who gave some great insight on Survivor Series. But uh, we're, we're, we're back uh, almost to full strength. Unfortunately, some technical difficulties are keeping Stevie G from joining us tonight, but he uh, wished us all well. Um, unfortunately, we do not have his picks for TLC. Um so we'll we'll try to fill you guys in later, but um, it's been a while. I could finally give an official update on the standings. Oh, here we go. So here we go. Um, and I think we had actually cleared it up uh, last time, but yes, officially the AEW champion. It's both you and Stevie G. Uh, you both finished six and two at full gear. Um, I finished five and three. Unfortunately, I still have not had a chance to watch that show. I have it downloaded i just haven't had a chance to watch it yet but i'm sure i'll get to that soon uh survivor series on the other hand um we didn't have a good night <laughs> across the board yeah it, it didn't seem good at all i was watching it looking at our standings i was like well we're not doing so well this week no so uh you finished four and five uh stevie g and i both finished five and four um i did not calculate Jeanette's. um sorry i was short on time but uh Unless Jeanette beat us, which I don't think was the case, uh, we Stevie G and I are the co-pay-per-view champion, so to speak. Um, I don't know if we want to split that off into officially a WWE and an AEW, but I guess AEW only is going to get defended quarterly. So there you go. Um, and in exciting news for the AEW fans, we finally have a pay-per-view announced, and that is, I believe, it's Revolution. So officially, they're going back to Chicago yet again. I know there's been some gripes from the IWC about that. Um, they're going back to Chicago. This time, they're going to be at the Wind Trust Arena, which is home to DeSalle University. And it's going to be February 29th. So in between AEW, you're going to have to fill your wrestling pay-per-view needs with WWE TLC this Sunday. Uh, there's the Royal Rumble next month. And... Uh, we also have 
the ultra exciting NXT TakeOver coming to Portland, Oregon. And I believe that is on Valentine's Day weekend or President's Day weekend, so the middle of the month. So AEW's got quite a huge gap till their next show, which um, it's tying into the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, C2E2. So I guess the AEW boys have managed to find something that they love that they want to go to and tie it, get a wrestling show in there so they could be in the same city on the same day. Now, they're also struggling with ticket sales. Maybe not ticket sales, but attendance. Attendance in the shows has not been great. I heard that. Um, I did see photos. I know every week they keep pushing the upcoming shows. I'm not sure what... I'm not sure what what the issue is. I think we've discussed it quite a bit. Is it the Wednesday night? Because the ratings, both shows, both NXT and AEW, it seems like the ratings have not rebounded since the World Series at all. I mean, they're going back and forth. I mean, if uh, I've been curious if like AEW went unopposed, would they pick up some of the NXT fans? Uh, would their ratings go up over that million mark? Same with NXT. They actually tied this week. Oh, that's official? Okay. 7,080... 787,000, I believe, was the best official for both shows. And, and that's after, I believe, two weeks of NXT winning. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. So, AW, 778,000 viewers. And, yeah, NXT, 778,000 viewers. The key thing that they seem to be focused on is also that... The de- the that the eighteen to forty nine demo, which AEW is pulling slightly more ahead, um, which is no surprise there. It seems like they're catering to the younger audience, the next generation of wrestling fans. Um, I'm glad that they finally announced the show because I got to be honest, uh, since Full Gear, I felt like that the show was kind of stale. They're not building to anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not, there's not a payoff of a pay per view to build to. So it just seems like they're going through the motions, they're doing the whole storyline, and then there's no boom, there's no payoff, there's no end of one storyline onto the next. It's just a continuous go. And in this day and age, when you have a weekly show, it's hard to drag storylines out for three months uh, just to get to that blow-off. And that looks like that's what we're going to see with MJF. First, Cody, we're not going to see till Revolution. Uh, we're assuming Jericho and Moxley we're not going to see till Revolution um, we still got two and a half months just to get there and in this day and age with, with the short attention span people seem to have with wrestling storylines that's a long time uh, to not even have a match so ho- hopefully they do something in between but uh, the other thing I fig- I would I would have thought like two almost three months in AEW would have found like their groove and it's not I, I feel I just feel like th- there's still too much indie style going on. The, some of the guys, because they don't necessarily have a place to hone their craft from those indies guys, there's still some slop- there's still some sloppy in the ring. Uh, they want they want their characters to basically they want the guys and gals to develop their own characters, and I feel like they kind of need somebody to be guiding them, and they're kind of going a little bit too freelance, and I think some things are going falling or uh, go, going off the rails. Uh, so to speak, in the process. Um, just, uh, there was that new, there was that new women's wrestler they debuted that looked like she came uh, last week. She looked, uh, and I think she was on AEW Dark before that. It was like off a spaceship. Yeah. 
and and she and she wins the number one contendership. Um, the the whole thing this week with Jericho offering Moxley a spot in the in a circle. Oh please, have, we didn't see that with Evolution. Yeah, you're trying to be different, but and there's only so many storylines, so I get it. It's hard. I also feel like there's a mix of ECW and WCW that they're that they're throwing in there. Um, so it's like, what's gonna make them stand out? They're also going to, it seems like, every old WCW spot from back in the day. To, for uh, the, It's like, hey, we're doing the Nitro tour all over again. I feel like they haven't found their identity. They're they're searching, they're grasping at straws. Are we ECW? Are we WCW? Are we independent wrestling? Like, they just, they haven't found their stride or their place yet. And I think that's hurting their product yeah absolutely and then and then you got nxt and nxt hasn't been perfect either i mean you got some feuds that have been really good we had the uh the new cruiserweight champion la- as of last night uh we, we are recording on thursday uh leo rush dropped the title to hector garza and it was the second time they've actually faced off of that belt and once again tore the house down um but then there are gaps where you just have meaningless matches uh bianca belair was in a match. Uh, it, it's if Brizongo faced the Bali. Well, I call them the Bollywood Boys, uh, the Singe Brothers. And uh, actually, interesting thing with that match, it looks like it looks. I, I think Fandango is injured. He dropped an elbow off the apron, and when he came up, his he was favoring his shoulder quite a bit. And then it seems like both shows like do their share of spot fests to try to get. You know, people talking. Uh, this week, Mia Yim did a side suplex off the stage through a table on Dakota Kai. And there's reports that Dakota Kai had to get some staples. Uh, I was amazed when I saw her, saw that injury report, report because I honestly thought Mia Yim hit her head against the table the way she took it. So, th- there's nothing wrong with, like, trying to do something to stand out. But I feel like these guys are taking unnecessary risks, especially for shows that... They're not even breaking a million viewers. Yeah. And then with AEW, they're doing too many spots. Like, it's like, all right, we get it. One or two table spots in a match, you don't need seven. You don't need 13 chair shots. Like, it's not an indie show. Sell it like it's the real deal. Like, you're basing your company that this is real deal Wins and losses matter, this and that. Don't give me 13 finishers and 13, 14 chair explosions and, you know, table bombs and whatever. And then everybody's just kicking out of everything. Make it count for something. Make it like back in the day, the Dudleys would slam somebody through the table, give them a 3D, and that was the finish. It wasn't, okay, here's a 3D through a table, and he's going to kick out. And then we're going to give them three more 3Ds through three other different tables. And then it's going to go. Like, it, it's just, you're you're oversaturating something that can be used correctly. It's just, it's not working. And, and you know what? Um, I'm sorry, guys. A lot of you were calling for this kind of wrestling. You guys loved the AEW product when they were on the pay-per-views and the Bleacher Report shows. You loved NXT. Now you're getting it. And the ratings aren't showing. So where are all you people? Is it really as interesting as everybody said? Is this what the wrestling fan wants? Maybe we're on SmackDown. We're on to something, unfortunately. 
I mean, we, we, we might be stuck with that because that, those two shows are getting the higher ratings. If you want to see change, you're going to have to start watching, folks. That's just a fact. Um, and even on Raw and SmackDown, it seems like they're not sure where they want to go with some things. Bray Wyatt, uh, we thought we were going to see Bray Wyatt, uh, the Fiend, against Daniel Bryan again. I figured it was going to be a TLC match. All of a sudden, it's Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse guy, against The Miz, and it's a non-title match on a pay-per-view. When was I can't remember the last time we had a world champion in a non-title match one-on-one, like a match that they could be defending their title in. If you wanted to have Bray defend the title against The Miz, at least as the Firefly Funhouse version, I didn't see anything wrong with that, but maybe this is a case that they're going to try to give The Miz the win. I think it's going to end up being some sort of continuation of the storyline, personally. Um, we got the Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins things. That's getting a slow burn. Okay, so are we going to see that match on Sunday? I would think that they're going to probably hold it off but we'll give a pick for that just in case um we got the aj styles randy orton feud that seems to be getting a slow build as well the other problem is the next pay-per-view after that is the royal rumble are you going to be throwing randy orton versus aj styles and kevin owens versus seth rollins on the royal rumble and not have those guys in the match or are they going to be pulling double duty i feel like they'd be doing double duty at that point probably and and i hate i mean Brock, once again, has disappeared, and it just seems like they're, they're not sure what they want to do. And then on the SmackDown side, on top of the Bray Wyatt-Miz thing, uh, the whole Baron Corbin-Roman Reigns things. I gotta say this, folks. You hate Baron Corbin, you think he's shit. You, you, booing him and giving him the reaction he's getting is... They're just gonna keep parading him out, because that's the exact reaction they're looking for. <laughs> you might as well just be silent when he comes out. Yeah. I mean, look, he's improved. He has. I will give him that. He's... He has kind of developed his character. I think this King Corbin gimmick has really suited him well. Yeah, he's, I mean, there's been times he's shown he could get the heel heat. He could wrestle a decent match. I mean, he's not going to blow you away. Folks, I hate to say this. I really do because there's guys like uh, your Drew McIntyre's of the world. Um, I would say KO because it's been a couple of years. Uh, there's plenty of... Uh, Cesaro's another one. There's plenty of guys that... The hardcore fans love that want to see in that top program, possibly with a title reign. Folks, I'm saying it now. Corbin's going to be champion before you're going to see a guy like McIntyre, Cesaro, or possibly KO. Because I feel like KO's getting the outstanding reaction. KO's getting the biggest reactions I'm seeing on that show. Are they building him up towards WrestleMania? I hate to say it. I'm fully expecting WWE to fuck that up. Yeah, I think so too. Now they got Seth Rollins with AOP. And we'll see where that goes because it kind of looks like Shield 2.0, but isn't that something you were asking for though? I did, I did call that. I but I had called it for I believe it was the other way around to give Roman uh, authors of pain or maybe the Usos That's maybe make like some Samoan stable. But I'm um, I'm intrigued by it. I want to see what they do with it and where they go. So. You know, it could go well, or it could really suck really, really bad. So, knowing WWE, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, they got a problem with that tag division right now. Because the other thing is, you got the Viking Raiders who are now doing open challenges. You're the champions. You shouldn't be doing open challenges. And you got some credible teams there. You got the OC. You got the AOP. Um, and you buried some former champions, like a team like Ryder and Hawkins, for example. Uh, the Street Profits. Street Profits shocked everybody the other night. And for a second, I actually was like, holy shit, are they going to actually do a title change? 
Yeah, I, I think we'll see. Uh, we'll see the street profits grab it at a big pay per view. I could see maybe like a WrestleMania, or, or pro- probably not Rumble. I think they'll give them a WrestleMania moment. I think they've kind of been slow building them for the, over the last year or so. You know, not giving them full matches, but getting them on Raw every week. I think they'll the big payoff will be. Uh, uh, what's it called? WrestleMania. And then that Montez, he's he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be the Booker T of that group. He's going to go on to win world titles and be in the spotlight. He's got more charisma than Booker T. And I see big things for that guy. As long as he can stay healthy and keep, his, keep honing his craft, he's going to be a big deal. Now, also this week, we had two new um, coming inductions into the WWE Hall of Fame. We have the NWO, which they've only announced four members for right now, if I'm not mistaken. It's only going to be those four. It's only going to be those four. It'll be Hall, Nash, Hogan, and Sean Waltman, X-Pac, which <sighs> doesn't make sense to don't get me started on that shit. You should have added the big show there. That would have made sense. Because he was around when they were really kind of going big at that point. Would have made sense to me. The War Threes. Yeah, but even Big Show, he wasn't in it that long. I, I, I don't. I would. I wouldn't necessarily say Big Show. I wouldn't necessarily say Sean Waltman. I would say Eric Bischoff. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen. It's it's not gonna happen. Well, I'm. <laughs> Bischoff has made it pretty clear that um, he doesn't even necessarily see himself as a Hall of Famer. He's said that on his podcast. Um, So, yeah, I I just think that would have been a better fit, or you do the original three. A lot of people on the internet wrestling community threw out Bischoff. I actually tweeted about it myself because I agreed. Um, And a lot of people were like, Sean Waltman, he was barely in it for a year. And what did he really accomplish in that time? Didn't him and Eddie Guerrero have a match that sold out? No, absolutely they did. I just, I don't, it, it, you do the original three or you could include Bischoff. I mean, when I think NWO, do you throw Macho Man in there? Probably not. Do you throw in Sting or Luger? Where you do, do you do the Wolfpack or NWO Hollywood? But I think there's too many members in there. So that's why there's too many possibilities. Like somebody, some my a friend of mine said, well, what about Buff Bagwell? Which I almost... I, I wanted to I wanted to reach through my laptop and and smack him across the face when he said that. Uh, Scott Steiner was another one he brought up. I think you had to go the original three and maybe Bischoff because Bischoff was a instrumental part of that group. But I digress. It's going to be Waltman again. We also have the solo induction of the animal Batista. That's coming up, and I believe he's already mentioned who he wants to induct him. Oh, really? The talks of Fit Finley is who he was saying he would like to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Interesting, but we know the ego uh, Triple H will probably end up doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That, but that, that's interesting. Well, he's going to score twice that night. He's going to score with his Hall of Fame ring, and then he's going to score with Dana Brooke. Yes, he is. Yep. I never thought we'd mention her name on this show. If you guys give her, give her a follow, Dana Brooke and Batista on Twitter is hilarious they're back and forth their uh, sexual tension through twitter is hilarious if we could only see the dms I, i'm sure it would be uh 
NC-17 for those fans. It's going to be like that scene in Scary Movie where uh, when Batista explodes, he's going to shoot her to the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we got a pay-per-view this Sunday, as we mentioned. It's TLC. Yes, we do. So we're going to give you our picks, and then uh, we actually have a little more we could talk about uh, concerning a big night of wrestling next Wednesday night on December 18th on Stevie G's birthday, folks. Woohoo! All right, so we'll go with the possible matches. There's probably going to be more matches because we are recording this on Thursday. Yes. Uh, SmackDown hasn't obviously occurred now. That's always going to make things harder unless we start doing like live broadcasts on Friday nights or Saturday mornings. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> but anyway... All right, so uh, first we'll go with the two possible matches that we mentioned earlier. Uh, if they do AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, any thoughts on that one? AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. <sighs> as much as I'd like to say Randy Orton, I think uh, I think we'll see AJ Styles take this one and lead into possibly continuation into Royal Rumble. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're gonna end up seeing this match, but I'm gonna go opposite because AJ Styles did get the win at WrestleMania, and it seems like Orton's—they're probably trying to get some momentum around him. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually say Orton. And then another possible match, although the way Raw ended, I'm not sure we're gonna see this. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Uh, I think KO really—he's getting hot. Um. Do you go with the hot the hot hand, um, or do you plan for a rematch, and do you go with Seth Rollins to help get him in this new faction with AOP over? It, it, this is a tough one. Um, do you have any thoughts on this one? I would go with Rollins. I would build the heat even more with him and AOP. I would give uh, KO just about everything to do to get that win. And then just screw them right at the end to build that heat for Rollins and AOP, whatever they're going to call that faction, um, and just build it. Maybe have a blow off at, you know, say, Royal Rumble or continue to build it. Don't give them a match at Rumble, but let them be in the ring, the four of them together, and give, you know, Owens the Street Profits and let. Let them do something crazy there, but I would I would give it to Seth and let it let it build. Actually, KO and the Viking Raiders again, AOP and Seth Rollins. That would be nice. Six man. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go agree with you though. Uh, I'm a KO of Mark. We know this. Uh, I'm, but yeah, long term, I think. Getting Seth Rollins the win here makes more sense, so I'll go with that. Um, speaking of the Viking Raiders, they have issued an open challenge for this Sunday at TLC. There is a rumor that it's going to be the OC challenging them, which I think they both exchanged wins against each other. Um, OC beat them as part of that World Cup at Crown Jewel, and Raiders beat them actually for the belts, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't see why they would do an open challenge at this point and have the Viking Raiders lose. Um, if it was AOP, maybe I could see it, but I don't think they're going to go there just yet. Um, I think it. I guess I'll assume that's going to be the rumors of the the hold up, and it'll be the OC. I'm going to say Viking Raiders are still going to walk out as champs. 
for this time. I think there is going to be an open challenge where they are going to lose, but I don't think it's going to be this Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you here. I think uh, the open challenge will, will happen, and they won't lose it. I think, like you were saying, the open challenge will happen, possibly WrestleMania. And I could see the street for street profits taking it there. I'm actually going to go, I'm going to say, I, th- I don't think the Raiders are going to make it to WrestleMania with the belts. I think they're going to drop a TAOP, maybe as soon as Royal Rumble, or maybe on Raw uh, to start off the new year. And I could see AOP dropping it to Street Profits actually at WrestleMania. And what a moment. But you definitely shaped a nice moment that would be there at Raymond James Stadium going through the crowd with the belts afterwards and the red solo cups and all. That would be pretty awesome. Because you know the fans go crazy and have the red solo cups out. Yep, they bring the swag like nobody can. Exactly. All right, and then... uh, the, the storyline that's been driving a lot of people crazy, this whole Rusev, Bobby Lashley thing. So they're going to war in a tables match. Storyline-wise, I would think Rusev should get the win here. But I, I don't feel like this is going to end just yet. Um, there, there, is, there has been no confirmation if Rusev has signed an extension yet, so we're still waiting on that. But much as I hate to say it, I think they get more out of it if uh, Lashley wins it this time and Rusev gets his comeuppance probably on a upcoming Raw, so I'm going to go with Lashley on this one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Rusev. I think this may be the payoff, or at least sub part of it. So I'm going to go with Rusev here. Speaking of, have you seen on his Instagram, he's actually been posting photos with the dog? Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. I gotta give the guy credit. I know there's people that think he would do better in AEW. I actually, I, I don't know that AEW would pick him up. Maybe they would, but um, I think right now, actually, he's probably one of the hotter acts on Raw. Uh, sad as that is to say, because a lot of people can't stand the storyline. But anyway, um, I'm gonna save the next match on our list here. So uh, we also had somebody pick a fight. Buddy Murphy is stepping up to face Aleister Black at TLC. Does anyone really think Buddy Murphy's got a shot? I don't think any anyone does. I think it's Aleister Black all day here, even though Buddy Murphy is, is one of the uh, Paul Heyman chosen guys. I think it's uh, Aleister Black all day. Yeah, they gave, they gave Buddy, like, like, I mean, it was coincidental because he was in the background of some scene uh, several months ago. But mm-hmm. it's amazing where they've got uh, this guy got over on Daniel Bryan and they did absolutely nothing with it. Um, it's kind of sad. Uh, you want to you, you want to hit up the next one? Next one we got is the table ladders and chairs match between for for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. With the the Kabuki Warriors facing Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair, I think here the way they've been, they've been building it is for Charlotte and Becky to to take this one. So I'm going Charlotte and Becky. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I like the Kabuki Warriors. I like their act, but 
Um, they just, they absolutely love Charlotte and, you know, and let's cram more Charlotte down our throats as well as Becky two belts again. So they could re-release that shirt. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, sh- I'm shocked that Becky still has the belt. Um, I mean, she's still, not that she's not over, she's still over, but I, I would have thought she would have dropped it by now. Um, I don't feel like she's as hot as she was this time last year. Um, but I digress. I agree with you. Yeah, Becky and Charlotte, uh, because, well, Vince loves Charlotte, and Becky's the hottest sack they probably got in the women's division in general. So next one up, we've got the non-title match between Bray Wyatt and The Miz. What do you think? I'm thinking this was, makes no freaking sense why they're doing this match as a non-title match. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe that'll change. Maybe we're still talking non-title, and then tomorrow on SmackDown they change it. But be that as it may, um, I don't see The Miz winning this in any way, shape, or form, title or non-title. Um, this might be one of the few times that in modern WWE era that a champion actually wins a non-title match. Um, we don't see that very often. It's, ha- it's happened It's happened a few times recently, but not too often, especially not one we'll see- we've ever seen on pay-per-view. Um yeah, I, I, I think the Firefly Funhouse uh, is going to be celebrating with a Bray Wyatt win in a sweater. <laughs> Would have thunk it. Yeah, I think it'll be Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood all day long in this one. Now, now, next one up, we've got the tag team championship match for the SmackDown tag team, tag team titles with the New Day versus my favorite tag team. The Revival. So I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going here. Yeah. Um, and the I wanted to go there, and then there's so, so-called dirt sheet rumor that that uh, this was actually supposed to be Ziggler and Rude in this spot, and Ziggler and Rude, um, well, Rude got suspended. Uh, there are two suspensions this week, uh, Rude being one of them. We don't even care to mention the other one because I don't think anyone knew he was still under contract. Um <sighs> I'm sick of the New Day as tag champs. Um, that's just my opinion. I think I think now it's time to give Big E at least a singles run. Not necessarily at the world title level, but maybe he's the one that could topple Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, but then again, there might be a match added that we'll, we could talk about in a second there. Anyway, um, I'm going to say the Revival, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong just because it wasn't supposed to be the Revival in this match. Yeah. Why didn't they make this like a some sort of stipulation match? I mean, these guys, have, these teams have faced off at least a half dozen times already. Very true. That's right. They're not the main event. God forbid that we progress the storyline with the stipulation match, but then we'll just throw random stipulation matches into ma- other matches where the feud hasn't been going on that long. <laughs> I guess this time we've seen Reigns and Corbin already. We've. The way, I guess the, I guess the women's tag match is the only one, but I'm not against it. And then the tables match, I guess, kind of works for seven purposes. All right, I'm done going off on my tangent. And then, uh, so, possible match, actually. Um, there is a rumor that we might see Shinsuke Nakamura defending the Intercontinental title um, against Braun Strowman. Could it make any sense? There hasn't really been a storyline there. Supposedly, it was supposed to happen last week on SmackDown, and there was, I think, 
it might have been there might have been an injury issue or something and they were gonna they're gonna supposed to do it this this week you know that would be typical of wwe let's throw a match throw we'll try to do a storyline out of one match i mean I, I you don't have to make it that complicated guys but anyway um that being said in the event they do do that i actually think as i i, I like shinsuke nakamura um i like his style um i understand he's not as good as he used to be i totally get that but unfortunately fortunately for him and unfortunately at the same time i mean how many times are you going to have braun lose title matches um i think braun finally gets a belt this sunday if the match does happen yeah if that match does happen i think braun takes all right and then uh although i don't think this is going to be the main event i think they're going to actually do the women's tag match for the main event but uh we have a tlc match that actually is more about the violence and not about something hanging above the ring which is why i don't understand why it's a tlc match but anyway we got roman reigns versus king corbin um Corbin did get a get a pinfall victory on Roman in their last one-on-one encounter. So while I would normally would have suggested maybe Corbin would get the win and needs the win here, I just don't see it happening. I think we're, I think you might have actually said it. Um, we might be building towards a Roman Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania, and if that's the case, you got to start pushing Roman now. So I'm gonna I'm thinking Roman's gonna retain, or I'm sorry, not not retain. I think Roman's gonna win. Yeah, as much as I'd like to pick Corbin, I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm going to go with Roman here. All right, so those are the TLC picks. And then next Wednesday, uh, which is probably, well, definitely it looks like it's going to be the last show for AEW of the year, uh, although it looks like NXT might be taping a show for Christmas. You want to see the ultimate low ratings. (laughs) I mean, if they were going to do a best of, fine. I just kind of hope they don't tape a show for it, like a brand new show i mean actually maybe maybe that's when you should uh maybe that's when that tribute of the troops should air but uh, which actually interesting i uh before we talk about the december 18th cards tribute to the troops as of right now is not supposed to air really yeah they actually ta- they taped the show but they it looks like right now it was actually done for the troops which which actually is kind of nice because on the once on the one hand if you look at it it was done for the right reasons it wasn't necessarily about a, a publicity stunt uh, on the level of here look at this two-hour wonderful show we get we gave the troops for nothing but it's become a 17-year tradition so it's kind of odd and they, not even talk about putting it on the network yet so yeah so that'll be interesting what happens there with that yeah all right so AEW, um, they've actually stacked their card next week. Uh, Rise of right now, the one title match we are aware of is for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the new number one contenders are the Young Bucks. They're going to be facing SCU. Uh, we also have Dr. Britt Baker facing Chris Statlander, who I believe was the officially she's probably the number one contender at this point after beating the number one contender last week on Dynamite. Uh, we got the Lucha Brothers are taking on Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Apparently, they're going to be ta- teaming up quite a bit. Uh, we just saw them last night. And then, for some reason, in a non-title match, which I kind of get because he hasn't actually won in a one-on-one match, but I digress. Le Champion might be having a little bit of the bubbly again on Wednesday because he's facing Jungle Boy. Um... First off, the little bit of the bubbly, two bottles for, I think it's thirty six ninety nine, And they're saying that they're selling out left and right. 
I don't know anybody that's actually buying that, but hats off to them. Clever marketing. Um, I believe the winery that they're working with is actually owned by Arrow star Stephen Amell, uh, who we've actually seen wrestle at SummerSlam and, in, and at AEW. So uh, very creative. i got to give them that. I also wonder if that's why Stephen Amell didn't show up on backstage. They claim maybe it was a back injury, uh, so they can't. So he didn't make it last week. But it was literally within a week of a little bit of, of the bubbly got released, so and his name came out. So I was like, were they really going to have him on backstage, knowing that he's selling a product for the champion of their competition? Come on. So it looks like a fun show. Well, be that as it may, uh, do we see the young bucks actually win the belts? Um, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily go do that. Um, do we see Brick Breaker start rebounding up to that number one contender by beating Chris Statlander? I could see that happening. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Well, I guess on the plus side, there might actually be some selling on one side versus when the Lucha Brothers face the Young Bucks. Jericho versus Jungle Boy. I would love to see Jungle Boy win this one. I just. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. And then on the NXT show, we got. We got a double title match going on. We got two title matches. We got Shayna Baszler defending against Rhea Ripley. And then uh, we have Adam Cole defending the NXT Championship on the men's side against Finn Balor. So they're definitely pulling out the stops on both shows next week. Yeah. It's their go-home show before before the end of the year. So I expect hard-hitting, crazy moments, at least on NXT. I could see a title change coming. So... I'm excited to see what's going on. Which belt? I think Baszler's. See uh, Baylor take it. I don't think they'll do it on a NXT show. I think they'll save it for like a takeover. Yeah, unless they somehow had the up to the minute ratings and they did a pull ahead. But yeah, yeah, I like Baszler. Um, I've made that abundantly clear throughout the the history of the show. and maybe it's time that she's going to get that call up to Raw. Uh, maybe she'll be the one that'll topple Becky, maybe at WrestleMania. Uh, maybe that's when Ronda returns and costs Becky the match. Who the hell knows? But, uh, yeah, I, I like Baszler. Um, I, I'd i like to see her reign continue and at least beat Asuka's record, but it's it, it's probably long overdue. Um, and they seem, to, they, they seem to be behind Rhea Ripley. On the other hand, I don't think Balor's necessarily going to win it next week. Um it could very well be though that it's not necessarily a clean win. Uh, it could I could see it going to a draw, maybe a double DQ or something. So with that being said, that is our episode for this week. We thank you guys for listening. Encyclopedia, thank you for coming back and bringing the heat. The heat, as always, www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com for for all the information, all the episodes, NFL picks. We are in some talks with hopefully getting our WWE picks somehow set up through Tally Site if they go that way. But that's in the distant future. Um, so we will catch you guys soon www.thesportsfrenzypodcast again and we will catch you guys next week peace